Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Ah. Uh, it's the history box today. We're delving into the history box, the box of history. And <laughs> who's history in there? History box. Who, who, who have we laid like our hands box. upon? I feel like history what? box should have a theme tune of its own. You think? Like maybe in mm-hmm. the style of green sleeves or something like that. That's mm-hmm. history music, isn't it? I guess it is, yeah. Well, I mean. Well, if you think history and then you think of music, what? What do you think? I mean, the only historical song, because they didn't really have music in the old days, but mm. Greensleeves is probably the main thing I, I would say is synonymous with history. Do you want to sing us a, a proposed theme tune then? Off the cuff? I how it goes, to be honest. I don't know how it goes either. No. You'll know it when you um, hear it, won't you? I, I, I'm, I'm loath to um, come up with a theme for History Box because it's a pain in the arse for the edit. <laughs> and I, I, I often almost forget to put the effect on the top flight tune machine. Oh. This is a very mournful rendition of it. Fucking hell, that's According to YouTube, history. this is the best version, but I would disagree. It's too mournful. That reminds me of the closing theme Hulk. of The Incredible Hulk, where, he, yeah. where David Banner walks off into the distance. Yeah. It's sad. Oh, I've had another fucking nightmare. He's, off I go to the next town. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking when he's having his fucking post Hulk come down, yeah, he just has a wonder about. Hell. I've done what it enough. again. <laughs> I've gone green and massive and smashed the fuck out of everything, and now Word's I've got to get escape round. to another town. <laughs> Word's gonna get round among the locals. I'm gonna have to move on again. Start All again the children's parties are gonna get cancelled. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go and set up under a new name in a different town altogether. But it's inevitable. It'll happen again. As sure as eggs is eggs. I'll find myself hulking up and fucking ruining everything. It's the pattern of my fucking life. (laughs) I'll go to a support group with other people who who have temper issues and anger issues. And they'll be sat there and they'll be sat in a circle in some church hall and there'll be some cunt going, oh, I... 
I were in traffic the other day and someone cut me up and before I knew it, I was out and we were squaring up to each other and blah, blah, blah. And I think, you don't know, you're fucking born, you cunt. If that had yeah. happened to me, I'd have immediately gone green. All my clothes would have torn to shreds. I would have yeah. busted out of the car, smashed my own car up and then fucking thrown, thrown cars all over the place and caused a major incident. That's fucking anger <laughs> issues, you cunt. Um... Mate, can you hear this? This is my other suggestion for the theme tune. Yeah. Do you right. recognise it? Does it sound Can't historical it. to you? It's Robin Hood, isn't it? That's right. It's Clannad. Robin! The Hooded Man! <laughs> the Hooded Man! It's a brilliant video, by the way. This video yeah. might be worth a deep dive on the next Brown John. Clannad... Clan had a quite a remarkable looking collection of people. And yeah. after they um, have done the singing in the sort of Bohemian Rhapsody style with all their heads in a sort of mm. circle on a black background, it cuts to someone who we've talked about a lot in the past in um, Top Flight Time Machine, which is Robin Hood's stag headed woodland master. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so yeah. bad when you look back because. It's like something for a fucking comedy sketch, right? Because this <laughs> bloke was supposed to be really, like, fucking mystical, powerful, scary, sort of a, like, yeah. kind of like when you see the Emperor in Star Wars, you're like, fucking mm. hell. Um, but there's a picture of... Yeah. I've just freeze-framed this, and it's basically an actor wearing a load of rags with a fucking stag's head, like, badly taxidermied stag's head, like the sort <laughs> you would get... In a village pub somewhere, right on the fuck above the mantelpiece, and it's sort of balancing on his head, but it looks so like it's so obvious that it's just like they've just stuck it on some geese's head, and he's holding some sort of torch in a foggy clearing in the woods. Um, mm. Yeah, it's worth a worth a deep dive. The video to yeah, Robin yeah. Sherwood. I guess so. Um, we should move on to Rasputin, I Rasputin. suppose, if we can. Yeah. Um, it's the early life which is problematic because there's not a lot of um, cast iron facts about his early life there's lots of conjecture rumours um, and I'm, I'm looking at it and there's 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 possibilities of him being involved in lots of low level crime as a young man possibly it says here it's all, it's all vague possibly involving drinking small thefts <laughs> And disrespect for local authorities. So, yeah, he was basically at war with the council, I think, is what it's saying here. He was having a one-man war with the council, um, possibly over bin collection, uh, the grass cutting on the verges. I don't know, that kind of thing. Um, and then it says, but it contains no evidence of him being charged with stealing horses, blasphemy, or bearing false witness, all major crimes later imputed to him as a young man. So people have tried to kind of retrospectively write his biography when there's really nothing cast iron or truthful there. But they've got him down as a horse thief. Um, he looks like a fucking horse thief. I don't want to generalise based on someone's appearance, but if you showed me a picture of Rasputin, I would say a horse theft mm. straight off the yeah. bat. Looks like the sort of cunt would do it. He's one of those people, mm. I guess... You know, could you compare him to someone like Boris Johnson, who's just sort of like blagged it, done a yeah. bit of this, done a bit of that, yeah. usually been dodgy. Um, 
very like, but his one art is bullshit. And yeah. eventually worked his way from petty criminal all the way up the ladder into global scale grifter. Mm. Well, I mean, because this is what Rasputin did, isn't it? In the, by the, the time, by the time he worked course. his way up to be the, the Tsar's main man, he mm. was effectively having an impact on geopolitics, wasn't he? Oh, completely, yeah. And it started off with horse theft. I was just going to say, it, it, horse theft's not easy. No. It takes a strong physical man to steal a horse, and he looks like someone who could pull that off. Boris Johnson couldn't steal a horse. He's far too doughy and confused. Have you had many encounters with horses, apart from that one who walks around your estate? Um, I rode a horse as a child once. There was a there was a, a, a horse riding school mm. nearby, and we went on a school trip there one day, and we got to ride a horse the, one length of a field and back again. But we were led by the teacher. It wasn't really riding it. It was being put on a horse and led. Yeah, I you had know, that on one it, of my... It, it um, was really tasty sort of stuff. I went on... Did, uh, I didn't take. When I went on Camp Dolphin, not Camp Beaumont, I went on Camp Dolphin, which was its rival, before the year oh. before, but a few years oh, before sampled, I went to Camp Beaumont. Sampled them both, did you? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a bit dodgy. You're supposed to be one or the other, I know that. It's like someone who's got a season ticket at both, like, Liverpool yeah. and Everton. And, I mean, I thought they would have tattooed you at Camp Dolphin so that they you branded knew you were Dolphin me. for life. They branded yeah. me on the buttock, but I managed to... I just <laughs> covered that up when I was at Camp Beaumont. <laughs> My mother put a large plaster on it. <laughs> and I said, you're not to look at that. There's a terrible <laughs> wound there. It's a dog bite. <laughs> I was bitten on the bottom it's by a vicious dog that has subsequently been put to sleep by lethal injection. I got bitten on the buttock at Dog Shit Park. Not to see it. <laughs> by a rough boy's dog, which had been ill-trained. <laughs> yeah, no, when I was at Camp Beaumont, I, Camp Dolphin, I rode around on a, on a horse in a similar circumstance. I absolutely shat mm. myself, to be honest, because you don't have any control. Unless you are well-versed in horses. They stick you on this fucking horse. And we were walking along. uh, There was a steep verge on one side, and the horse kept stopping and leaning down it to eat food, eat bits of grass or whatever. And I thought, I'm going over the fucking top of this horse and down this hill here. Dangerous business horses, unless you know what you're doing. Fucking, yeah. But but were you not... Was there not a a grown-up leading you around? There was a grown-up on on a horse at the front of a line of horses. But there was no no grown-up walking next to me holding on to a a horse rope. A rein horse lead. (laughs) Yeah. Nah. So, But the the health and safety at those things were fucking... Was almost non-existent, really. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't that be But one, one quick horse incident I'll tell you about. My main, most memorable incident with a horse is that... Uh, I, when I made a documentary which I've spoken about before called Bust My Ass for BBC Three mm. and it was about the very strict protest laws that had been imposed by the government at the time and I went and met lots of people who'd been charged and arrested and sometimes prosecuted for the most trivial sort of um, so-called crimes whilst protesting mm. against the government and there was this one lad and he had been nicked for calling a police horse a cunt, right? <laughs> He'd been at some sort of protest. I think it might have been like an Iraq war protest. 
and he was and he was pissed. Fair enough, he was a young lad, so he'd got pissed up to go there. Fair play. And a police horse had sort of run a bit aggressively at the crowd he was in, and he'd shouted, "Oh, you cunt!" at the horse, right? Yeah, and the, the, quite rightly. Uh, yeah, and the police had nicked him. Fucking hell. Yeah, That's a and fine he'd, been, line. he'd been charged with abusing a police horse or something. Anyway, I went to interview him, and the director of the documentary thought it would be a good wheeze to go mm. and do the interview at a stables. And there was one course, stable, yeah. an urban stable in West London. Yeah. And I. It will add colour yeah, to the interview. The worst, absolute worst people, these direct, these TV people, right? And so I'm standing at this stables and the horse is behind me. And they think it's funny if there's a horse. It wasn't the horse that had been called a cunt, it was just a horse. And mm. uh, yeah, that'll do. That probably looks like the horse that you called a cunt. <laughs> well, that's racist, actually, mate, but whatever. Um, and horse racism <laughs> and I stood and this fucking horse saw me and it, you, on the rushes it was really funny because the horse is in the background and I'm stood at the front of the stable and I'm reading off a piece of paper I think it's a list of charges or something or other so I've got this sort of script that I'm holding up in front of me and you see the horse just going about its horsing business eating the straw mm. and that and then it sort of suddenly looks up looks at me and then looks at the camera and it really does give the old sort of aye aye what's all this then <laughs> fucking telly cameras no one told me about this right <laughs> so he he walks over and he creeps up behind me and he starts looking over my shoulder like you know like when you see newscasters doing or sports sports doing lives and you get kids jumping up behind them or making faces that's what this horse started yeah. doing yeah and the horse looks at the camera, then looks at me, then looks at the camera, then looks at me, then does that thing where they l- sort of laugh, you know, and they show their team and go, right? And yeah. so I made this laughing thing. And I sort of shat it a bit because obviously I'm not used to being around horses, right? I'm not. I mean, I, I love animals, but large farmyard animals intimidate me, right? Yeah. And uh, it then, so I carried on going because I'm a pro. And do you know what it did? It leant right over my shoulder and it started eating the script out of my hand. (laughs) And it was at that moment, it was after this incident, that I realised that horses, who you think of as just sort of... They're really slaves to humans. They're these enormous, Mm. like, machines that we've used as slaves for many years. And now we make them race, which I don't feel completely comfortable with, right? But horses... Mm have enormous personalities that's what i discovered that day you know like yeah. a dog dogs have great personalities but i never realized that horses do and that's why you get people if you meet a horse fan don't know if you mm. know any horse fans i know a few right they are massive like they are all in you know they're like the horses they're like trekkies yeah. they're just like you're not just into horses <clears> a bit if you're into horses you are like fucking devoted hard you're militant horse fan and i always yeah. thought that was strange because i thought well just horses aren't they no they've got massive personalities they're really smart and they've got a sense of humor too do we think horses are essentially massive dogs is that mm. kind of where we're at with them i've never or thought of it that tools? way but i i think that they're they're better than dogs in lots of ways to be fair to them there's a lot more admin involved than there is with dogs yeah, because there's sort of stables and straw 
and then yeah. you've got to go and muck them out. Huge amount every of expense. Few days. You've got to groom them. So you've got, you've got to groom, groom a horse. Them. You don't bother grooming a yeah. dog unless you're a Lampard. That's for Lampard. You've got to fucking dog every feed day. them. What, what, what are they eat? Meat. Mm, sugar cubes and polo meats. <laughs> Just sugar cubes and polo meats. <laughs> And polo meats, massive, massive pile the, of sugar cubes. The, the, the basics of a, a horse's diet are sugar cubes, polo mints, mm. apples, mm. and carrots. Mm. But if you're right. racing one, if it's a racing horse, you should also give it a Mars bar before every race. Yeah, because it makes it. But go what faster. should you always remember? Mm. What should you always remember before you feed them? Pat them on the nose. No flat hand. <laughs> flat yeah, hand. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to feed oh, the horse. Oh, they love your fucking fingers off. Might go out yeah. the urban farm after this and I mean, feed a horse. I don't, I don't know whether we, we do this enough, but I think we've got to say that we are a pro-horse podcast. Massively. Some things we're pro, some things we're anti. When it comes to horses, Top Flight Time Machine is very much in the pro camp. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of things to love about horses, or <clears throat> horsies, as I prefer to call mm. them. But I would say that the also I stand in solidarity with them politically because if you look at the way that we've exploited them over the years the humans yeah. the relationship between humans and horses is pretty toxic and it's shameful checkered, isn't it yeah. it's shameful is what it is mate yeah we have enslaved yeah, them we have beaten mm. them we have used them for entertainment right we have turned them into glue mm-hmm. yeah. all of the things yeah. It's not on. We've used we've used the glue thing as a threat to them to get them to comply. I'll they turn know. you into a Brit stick, you cunt, if you don't fucking pull that cart along. Pull it! Yep. Pull the cart! <laughs> or it's the glue factory. <laughs> it's the glue factory. Right, you, <clears throat> horsey, go out and race against them other horses. I don't feel yeah. like it. Well, it's the glue factory for you, then. <laughs> Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. Where is the glue factory? I've never seen one. I don't want to fucking know. I don't... We, I don't use we, glue out of out of yeah, protest out of solidarity. and solidarity to the horse community to my, our friends in that, the horse community. That's how pro that's how pro horse you are. Same reason I boycott <clears throat> I used to boycott all the South African fruit in the apartheid era. Do you remember um that show Our Friends in the North? What a show. 
Brilliant. That was originally called Our Friends in the Horse Community, but then yeah. they realised it was going to be too difficult to get the horses to comply. It was, more, it was basically all the people like Daniel Craig, Christopher Eccleston, Mark yeah. Strong, they were originally going to be played by horses. They were all going no, to be no, played by on. horses. They were going to be in it, but they were going to play horses. Yeah, they were going to voice the horses. Yeah. No, they weren't going to play horses because then they just put a horse head on. They just do like a pantomime horse thing. Like in Robin and, and then Sherwood. that's easy. It's easy to control humans in horse form. But what they did was they were going to just do the voices of horse actors. You and know, you can't you, get you a know, horse to act. You know, Dobbin out of Rent a Ghost, the pantomime mm. horse, and every time it yeah. sneezed, it teleported somewhere, right? Yeah. Or was that Miss Popoff? But anyway, Dobbin the horse. Not many people know this, but the two actors inside Dobbin the horse were Daniel mm. Craig and Christopher Eccleston. Fucking that was hell! Their first did gig. not know that. Mm. Wow. And that's where their lifelong love of horses came from. Yeah. I watched, um, do you, when you were a kid, this might be before your time, during the summer holidays and the Christmas holidays on BBC One on a morning, Champion the Wonder Horse. Fucking love Champion the Wonder Horse, mate. Champion the Wonder Horse. Yes. Yeah, Let me tell you something, Sam. Champion the Wonder Horse has now been repeated every Saturday morning on Talking Pictures. Ah, oh, I've got to watch that with Len. The channel, the channel that shows <clears throat> yesterday's hero regularly. And lots mm. of other great old stuff. Champion the Wonder Horse. I watched a little bit of one at the weekend because I've got it on series link. I'm recording it every Saturday morning now. Mm. And fuck me. It's like, it's black and white. Yeah. Um, And it was made in something like 1952 I think or something. it was like, the, I'm sure it was something like the first ever TV show to be made. <laughs> something like something. that, yeah. It looks like that when you watch it back. Yet when we were kids in the 80s. In the 80s, which was all, yeah. I watched yeah, it every bright day. Yeah, colourful. Yeah. In the summer holidays. We thought nothing uh, of the fact that... We thought yeah. nothing of the fact that this was a really old, grainy, that's black That's what's weird, right? I said TV this to show. my kids. I would have watched loads of things when I was a kid because there wasn't as much TV inventory, so they Didn't were happy choice. to just show old yeah. shit, right? So I would say that probably the majority of shows I watched were from the 60s and 70s because that's just what they put on. All the cartoons were from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, right. Of then you had shit like Happy Days or Animal Crackers, right? That mm-hmm. was all from the seventies or sixties. Yeah, and uh, and but my kids, if you show them anything over ten years old, they're like, "This is <gasps> shit, depressing, <gasps> and cra-. yeah, it, it, it upsets them." <laughs> but I think, <laughs> <laughs> take it off, take it off, Dad. <laughs> What are you talking about? This is the first Avengers film. Yes, but it came out in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> the CGI is substandard. The special effects are rudimentary at best. Yeah. I can't look but at it. Champion the Wonder Horse, for me, that kicked off pretty much every day in the summer holidays. It usually preceded yeah, it something a, like, Why Don't You? Why um, Don't You would have been on, yeah. He had his dog. The kid was called Ricky, and the dog... Yeah was called Rebel. And then there's That's a, right. We're a That's trio. Right. Me, me dog, me horse. I'm Ricky. Yeah. The dog's Rebel. It's an Alsatian, as you can see, so yeah. don't get too close or it'll bite you. And the duck, the horse, he's the star of the show. He's called Champion. Yeah. Because, let me tell you, he's a fo- he is a champ in every sense. Yeah. The one that I watched last week, the first one I watched, it started off with Ricky uh, falling off Champion. 
because uh, champion oh. was going too fast. And then the dog turns up, right? He falls off, the dog turns up, and then Ricky bollocks the dog and the horse because they've been trying to have a race. You silly bastards. And he says, he says, yo, yo, he says, yo to the dog, yo to the dog. You're to blame because you took that shortcut. We're not meant to go round. And then he says to the horse, and you followed him. What the fuck? And the horse and the dog are like, how can a horse and a dog have a concept of having a race together? They're like, fuck I don't off, get that. we're an horse and a dog. Stop taking all your issues out on us. You're in we're charge, barely Robin. sentient. <laughs> well, obviously not, because the dog and the horse, as we've learned in this episode, are a lot cleverer than we give them credit for. Yeah. And horses are basically massive dogs, so they're in tune with each other. Ricky was lucky but, to um, have a dog and a horse that heroic and smart and it, he would have been best advised to have not fucking lectured them and taken his anger mm. out on them all the time I remember and my Ricky, mum my uh, mum Ricky then it, fell backwards I know, oh, yeah. before we move on to your mum Ricky fell backwards against a cactus because <laughs> he's just in the middle of the the plains do you know yeah. what I mean and it's all rocks and stuff mm. they used to fucking ride around and he's standing there trying to pull cactus fucking needles that out of his awesome. backside He'd have to have a big plaster on later on, probably. Yeah, like but I yeah. had to have a campo. Mom. Saturday morning, talking pictures. Uh, no, my, it was so old that my mum, when I was watching the eighties, my mum would come in and go, "I used to watch this when I was a kid." She went, and that <laughs> Ricky was the first like sort of person that I ever had a crush on. <laughs> he's a good-looking a young now. fella, mm. but he's you know he's sort of like the milky got- bar kid, wasn't he? Well, but he's got Blonde like um, really kind of lustrous hair oh. for a young lad. Maybe he was playing younger than what he was. He might have been like 18 playing a 12 year old. I don't know. And Champion was basically like the horse version of Lassie, but with a bit yeah. more edge. He would just basically always yeah. get involved in stuff. I think, like, you know, if mm. you remember how when I was in Cork that time during Euro 96, I thought that there was a mm. prize winning cow who in Cork who would come and sort out local problems I think the reason I was so quick to believe that when I when the woman was in fact saying to me we have a we have a big car and I thought she was saying we have a big cow, big cow. that will come and drag your van out of the mud and the reason yeah. I just took that for granted and thought yeah that, sound, that sounds legit like they've got a big cow that they turn to whenever the local community has a problem there's a champion mm. cow that helps I think it was because of growing up watching champion the wonder horse and Lassie yeah. and just getting it into my head that a lot of rural communities sort of were built around a heroic beast yeah well, perfectly understandable but um, yeah I'm going to watch some more of it I think uh, we might end up doing a deep dive into it who knows I wonder if there's any episodes on YouTube it's got to be it's got to be out of copyright so somebody's put it all on YouTube champion the wonder We'll just do one episode because they're all the same, I think. Champion the Wonder Horse. Yeah, looks like there's some stuff on there. Yep. Yep, that feels doable. Um, we should probably try and get back into the Rasputin. Let's do a bit more of Rasputin. I mean, I'm thinking we could just skip to the best bit, which is the assassination attempt where he refused to die. The death of Rasputin. Well, I mean, we'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go to when he entered the Russian court. Okay. Um, there is a one interesting thing that I found here. Um, for some reason, when he was 28, he cast off his old life. Um, 
and he went on a bit of a pilgrimage. He was married for 10 years. He had an infant son and another child on the way and he cast off this life as men sometimes do. And according to historian Douglas Smith, his decision could only have been occasioned by some sort of emotional or spiritual crisis. <laughs> he's married with two kids. I have a fucking feeling, mate. <laughs> he's married with two kids and he's gone, fuck this. Um, and there's a, a theory that he joined the Clisti, which was a religious sect whose ecstatic rituals were rumoured to include self-flagellation and sexual orgies. Christ. So basically, he's married, a kid, another kid on the way, and he's gone, fuck this, I'm joining a self-flagellation cult. Yeah. And orgies. <laughs> I um, get orgies be involved as well. Wouldn't be the last. Uh, and that's kind of... Uh, it was rumoured that female followers were ceremonial washing him before each meeting of his uh, little cult. So, I mean, you'd be into that, wouldn't you? If you were a cult lady and you had some women ceremonial washing you, you'd be into that. Just a bit lower. No, no, bit lower. Yeah, there. Wash there. A bunch of different women. I've I've never been able to get my head around the thought of handling... Like, yeah, two women, maybe. I can, you know, I'm not saying... I was about to say I can imagine that, right? Mm. (laughs) But the orgy or a collection of different people all sort of doing shit to me all at once I just I wouldn't know how I wouldn't know how to focus I'd feel a yeah, bit yeah you wouldn't be at focus too many cooks spoil the broth exactly I like mate I, I enjoy intimacy yeah <laughs> and it's quite do you enjoy hard. be washed <laughs> I like to be washed but by one or two sexy nurses it's important max. to be clean I think three at the most Babs Windsor and Joan Sims yeah at three at the most. You, you do me nipples, you do me cock and balls, and you can do me legs and me feet. Who's going to do me And then bomb? I'll be nice and clean. <laughs> and at the Tell end, you when you've all That's... finished what I've told you to do, which the one of you who I feel has performed best gets to do me bomb. <laughs> Tell yeah. you what, you there that's doing the nipples, do me armpits as well, because I don't want to smell. That's my main bit that I always do first, to be honest. Most important bit. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we're into the paragraph on Wikipedia which says, Rise to Prominence. Um, so he's travelled to the city of Kazan. He's acquired a reputation as a holy man who could help people resolve their spiritual crises and anxieties. Despite rumours that Rasputin was having sex with female followers, he made a favourable impression on the Father Superior of the Seven Lakes Monastery. So, I mean, this is it. This is just a tale as old as, as time itself. Mm. It's a cult leader who's having it off with all the women. Oh, you know, it, Listen, I don't wish to be crude, and I don't mean this in a sex way, but basically it's all about Fanny. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and that's how a lot of men live their life, and they don't even realise it. Some men do it without realising it. I reckon Rasputin would have realised it, and in quiet moments with close confidants, he would have went, "Listen, mate, I'll fucking level with you. I've done a lot of things, and I've been to a lot of places, but I can tell you, my focus has always been one thing, and that is Fanny. <laughs> how to get as much of it as possible, right? And it doesn't matter whether I was stealing horses." Pretending to hypnotise folk, doing all that sort of church stuff, whatever it was, there was one goal and one goal only. Objective Fanny. In fact, 
if they ever make a biopic of me in the future when they invent films and that, um, let it be known now that I would like it to be called Objective Fanny, the Rasputin <laughs> story. What's your objective, Rasputin? Fanny. I mean, you know, you you were around. You've been around since the early days, mate. You remember when it was all about the ceremonial washing. Did you think I was going to stop at that? Did you think it was just going to be about the washing? No. I wanted to have it off with them all. The problem is my appetite, and I've faced up to this from a very young age, my appetite for Fanny is insatiable. <laughs> unbelievable. I, I think, think it's it. ever you know, enough. Have you, heard that, have you heard that fact, you know, where they say that fellas think about having it off every seven seconds? <laughs> well, mate, it's every three seconds, mate. <laughs> and I had that. That's actual fact, because that was done by a doctor, a head doctor. He checked it he out. He counted the seconds. And he was proper doctor. He counted one elephant, two elephant, three <laughs> elephant. He did have a stopwatch because they've not been invented yet, but he, yeah. he did proper count. Elephant, sometimes Mississippi. It's more or less the yeah. same. <laughs> it checks out. It's scientific. It's as close to scientific that we've got until someone invites a stopwatch, which I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> and let's put it this way. If I invent the stopwatch, it's only going to get me more funny, isn't it? So something to, something to aim for. It all comes back to funny. Now, some They'll men going... acknowledge that and see it in themselves, like me, and some do not. They think they're living their life for other reasons. They feel that whatever they pursue in business is for profit or for status or because they want to take care of their family or buy nice things for themselves. But it's not. It's about Fanny. Attracting some more of, these, of it. There's some of these young lads who I see around as I, I talk to them and <laughs> they, they complain because they can't get a girlfriend or a wife. But the thing is, they're not trying hard enough. Some of them, they go, well, I try to be a nice guy. And they don't like nice guys. They put me in the friend zone. And I say, well, look, you want to try harder? Try inventing a fucking stopwatch or something. Do something they'll be impressed by. Think outside the box. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, can I I tend to your garden? Or can can I take your horse for a walk? Fucking invent something, you cunts. Oh, Jesus, they'll be crawling all over make, you. If you can't invent something, maybe a bit daft in the head and you, you're not clever enough to invent a thing, right? Just lie about it. That's what I did. Yeah. Before yeah. I started being good at inventing, I would say shit like, oh, guess what? I can move objects with my mind, yeah? And then I'd I'd fake it somehow using some fishing line that I'd like move a thing about with and they'd think, fucking hell, this fella's magical. Next thing you know, <laughs> Fanny. Fanny. The trick is you've got to pretend that you're a healer or something like that because word gets around quite quick that you're a healer. And then when you get someone and you don't actually heal them, they're going to be embarrassed because they think everyone else has been healed. So yeah, they'll just go, oh, yeah, you've healed you. me. It's all about getting inside their heads, mate. That's what it is. Um, Yeah. So uh, we'll leave it there. We've done a little bit of Rasputin. We've done quite a lot on horses. But uh, we're working our way through it. Thinking that we should do maybe a horse, a horse spin-off series at some point in the future. Top flight horse machine. It's one to add to the list, mate. Yeah, it's a big old list, but I don't see why not. I mean, I think eventually this podcast could become ninety-five percent horse related. Fucking, I, I feel that's where we're, that's so where we're headed. Dream. Yeah. Um, all right, that's it. We'll be back with more from Rasputin, and who knows what the fuck else next week. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, if you see life as a horse ride, all of the hurdles are just there to be jumped. Remember to stroke yourself and feed yourself a sugar cub 
a sugar cube once a day because self-care is important, whether you're a horse or a man. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.